Love Talk Radio. KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy Miller, man, trying to do this thing as we always do. Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. <laughs> Sorry about the echo you guys just got. You guys just got the trial run from earlier today. Uh, we didn't realize we had to play. My apologies. But anyway, welcome to a late broadcast of the KRP Radio Show. 8.38 p.m. is the time on the East Coast. Shout out to all my West Coast people who already got 30 minutes of a show that actually ran over. So that's why we're late on the East Coast broadcast. But you know what? It is what it is. We're here. It's time to get busy. It's time to do what we do. And definitely got to give a B.I.G. shout out to everybody out there that holds us down. So um, the name of this show is Entitlement Disease. Uh, the entitlement mentality is a disease, is the proper name for the show. Uh, anybody who's listening via internet and you feel like you want to call in and make a comment or you have something to say, or 
if you want to tell a friend how to listen to the show via their cell phone, their home phone, or any phone or Skype type phone device. They can hit us up at 619-638-8559. That's the number. And I'm looking forward to any text comments that we may get or the chat room is open. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. You can hit us up on there and uh, let us know what you're feeling or what's on your mind, America. Entitlement, entitlement mentality is disease. So before I get all the way into this, I want to take a moment and shout out to everyone out there who likes to discredit people or, you know, that's not even it. I just want to give a shout out to everybody who counts you out too early. <laughs> I think everyone who listens to this show know where I'm going with this. Five and no, Carolina Panthers, in Seattle, Washington, Comeback Kings. That's right. We get the W, baby. Carolina Panthers, shout out to you and all the fans out there. And I'm not talking about bandwagon riders. I'm talking about all my people out there who have been rocking with the Carolina Panthers since day one, like your boy. All right? Shout out to my Carolina Panthers, who are now 5-0 and on the season. One of the few true undefeated teams in the NFL right now doing our thing thing. Shout out to my boys and shout out to all the fans out there. You know what? I'm going to even give the bandwagon riders a shout out. Shout out to y'all too. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, jump on the right bandwagon. If you're going to jump on a bandwagon, right? why not jump on the proper bandwagon? Why not jump on the bandwagon that, that of, of, of true winners, of guys who are going to get it done? And that is my Carolina Panthers, baby, doing our thing thing. Shout out to everybody out there who's rocking with this man. And shout out for all the people who are jumping on the bandwagon. We still love you. We don't hate you. We still love you. You know, we want y'all on the bandwagon. We want y'all rocking with us. The more, the merrier. But anyway, let me let me move along, man, because I know I'm, I'm prolonging it. We don't have long. We got about 20 minutes of the show, and I just want to get on topic um, talking about the entitlement mentality, uh, talking about uh, entitlements. You know, and, and today I'm not going into uh, what what everybody is probably think I'm going to go into. A lot of people, when you start talking about entitlements, uh, all they hear is food stamps, uh, AFDC, healthcare, Medicaid, Medicare, all those alphabet programs. I'm not I'm not here to talk about uh, these programs. I'm not I'm not here to talk about those kind of entitlements. Uh I'm talking about the mentality that people have from all spectrums of America. I'm not just talking about uh people who need things. I'm not just talking about the poor. I'm not just talking about people who are or just making ends meet that don't declare themselves poor. I'm not talking about people who are even uh, wealthy. I'm simply talking about the mentality that people have that they feel like they're entitled to something 
or they're entitled to the equivalent of someone else just because they're living, you know, just because they're alive. There are a lot of people out there who are envious of individuals who strive for more, individuals who go further, individuals who put it all on the line, invest in themselves and push themselves harder than the next person. And there are other people out there who are right beside you, who are pushing just as hard as you push, but maybe make a few different, um, I don't know, maybe they just make a few different moves in their lives and things don't work out the same. Well, a lot of the times you find that those individuals feel like they're entitled to what you got. They're entitled to the, the blessings that have been bestowed upon you. You know, they're entitled to uh, the fruits of the same labor that you put in because they put the same labor in. You know, there are, there are a lot of people out there who believe this. And that mentality alone is a disease. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't end with your, your, your socioeconomical uh, uh, status. You know, it, it doesn't end with how much money you got. You know, truth of the matter is there are a lot of rich people who feel like they're entitled just because they're rich or just because they're wealthy or just because they have a certain status. You know, I, I, I found that in my travels and dealing with a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds and makeups and coaching and, and, and life coaching and uh, being, a, being an employer, you know, I find that there are a lot of people out here who they just feel like because they're on a certain level and it's hard to like define that level because a lot of different times that level is uh it is a monetary level um it is a um a prestige level you know it is an education level but it also takes places in, or take place in, in the workplace, you know, because they're at a certain level at work, you know, or, or a certain level in an organization, you know, because I'm the the boss or because I'm the captain or because I'm the the trainer or all these different titles, because you have these titles and because a lot of people have these titles and they told these titles and they, 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 they work and they live and within these titles and they embrace these titles as their own, a lot of people feel like they're entitled to something special because they carry these titles and they work in these titles and they act within these titles. So oftentimes these individuals look at people who don't carry these titles or who don't have these titles and don't work within these titles as less than them. And also these same folks they like to believe that they're entitled to something special because they carry this title. And that's just, it's, it's, it's amazing to sit back and watch these things, right? It's amazing to hear people as they talk about these things and they, they, they feel like it's truth. You know, they feel like it's law. And, and I realized that that's not something that comes along with the jobs that people get. You know, that's not something that you learn from uh, getting on a certain kind of economic level. You know, it's also not something that you learn because you have an Ivy League education. This is a disease. 
You know, this is a trick of the enemy. This is a trick of evil, if you will. I believe it's a spiritual thing more than anything else, but that's just me. You know, and it's, it's just amazing to see it transpire. It's amazing to see it happen. It's amazing to actually watch it. I want you, I want, I challenge everybody to remove themselves from your groups this weekend or, or this week, excuse me. Uh, when you go to work and when you get with your groups, okay, and when you get with your team and, and, and maybe even your friends, okay, or, or your classmates, I want you to remove yourself for a second. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. You guys know I coach and it's that football time of the year. But I, I, I challenge you to remove yourself for a second, and I just want you to listen. I want you to listen to the way people around you interact. And I'm not talking about strangers. I'm talking about a group of friends, you know, a group of coworkers, teammates. I want you to look and I want you to listen to these people. And, it, and it's, true, it's true within children as well. And I don't know if it's a taught thing. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's something that you learn uh, over time with your parents. And, and I don't know if it's something that your, your parents instill in you not knowing. You know, I, I personally, I believe it's a spiritual movement. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's almost vanity. You know, it's almost a prideful thing to, to, to feel entitled. And it's a lot of different people from a lot of different ethnic backgrounds and social statuses and what may have you. It's just purely amazing. And, and I do this often. I'm able to sit back. And, and I'm, I'm guilty too, by the way. Let, let me just put that out there. It's not only people that I'm watching. It's me paying attention to myself. Like, for example, I'm a boss where I work, right? I'm an employee. So oftentimes I feel like I can be late, okay? Because I don't have to answer to anyone for being late, per se. You know, if I'm dragging in a few minutes late after nine or whatever time that I set the for myself to be there, I I don't feel like anyone should say anything to me. And, and no one says anything to me because I set my own time, but it's just amazing to have that mentality. I mean, think about it. I'm writing people up, and I'm terminating and firing people for being late, for being the very thing that I or, – or doing the exact same thing that I do, right? And it's biased. Let's just call it what it is. It's bias. And no matter the, the, the status or the level in which we operate, it's still bias at the end of the day. So I, I, I wonder, you know, how did I get that? Where do I get that from? And as I look at people outside of me, because my life is always a, a constant correction, right? I look at people outside of me, and I see that a lot of people suffer from this same disease but it's even worse than a lot of individuals. You'll find two people that could be college roommates and they could both go to school. They could both share classrooms. They could both have the same study. They could even study together. They could even, you could even put people together and they could take tests together. But if this, if one of the, the, the roommates makes it further than the next roommate, or makes a better grade even than the, than the other roommate, something 
you can you can count on something being said to the, the excuse me the degree of how did you get that great or how did such and such make it here or how did such and such make it there we did the same thing but the truth of the matter is you did not do the same thing somebody did something different even if it was one minute thing someone did something different and that's what we got to understand in our lives and living in this lifetime. You got to understand that just because somebody's doing the same thing that you did and just because somebody's working beside you and just because you have a friend and you guys, and you guys are equal in everything that you do, at the end of the day, you can only be responsible for yourself. And you can't hate the next person or you can't dislike the next person and you can't even discredit the next person for making it slightly above uh, the level that you operate on or making it further than you make it in life, and you shouldn't hate that individual for doing that. And sometimes there's no explanation. You know, sometimes there's nothing that can be said or there's nothing that can be pinpointed why this person are, is, is making it further in life than you are. And you shouldn't spend time dwelling on that. But a lot of us do. But here's why it's a disease. I want you to really think about it. Here's why I know it's a disease. Because instead of saying to ourselves, and I'm throwing me in there too, instead of saying to ourselves, maybe I need to go harder, right? Or maybe this lane that I've been traveling in wasn't really for me. Maybe this isn't what I'm put on earth to do. Maybe there's something else I can do, right, that I could do a lot better or that could be more suited for me. Or let's, let's, let's even make it more simple because, and, and I'll get to the more simple here in just a second, but the truth of the matter is it's all about happiness, right? I mean, it's all about happiness. A lot of us won't admit it. We won't look at ourselves in the mirror and, and tell the truth Like a, a lot of people won't Go in the bathroom Or go in their bedroom And turn the light on And tune everything out And look in your own eyes And say You know what I'm unhappy There's millions Of unhappy people out here I've been that unhappy person I've been there, and I've made every excuse in the book for being that unhappy person. I could blame it on my dad for being a drug addict and not being in my life every day. I could blame it on my mom for being a young mother. You know, whatever you want to make up, and I'm, I'm not saying that some of these things aren't legitimate. Because they are. I, I know some of these things can be legitimate. I know the legitimacy of having loving, caring parents in the household. I understand that. I get it. I know the psychology of that. I've studied it. I understand. But the truth of the matter is, and I'll get to the, simple, the simplicity in just a second, but the truth of the matter is a lot of us are unhappy with our choices. We're unhappy with ourselves. We're not unhappy with our friend that went to school with us and just excelled, you know, more than what we did. We're unhappy with ourselves. We're also 
We are also unhappy with our gohar, you know, our our focus. We're also unhappy with that. You know, a friend of mine just said to me last night, he said, man, you know what's cool? He said, it's real cool to look back and see the people that you went to high school with or that you went to school with doing good. Like, those are things that we talk about because we like to see people happy. We like to see people doing good. And we, we talk about those things. We don't gossip about BS. We're not gossiping about somebody doing bad and we're happy and they deserve it and blah, blah, blah. That, I don't keep that in my circle. So I don't have it in my spirit. You know, that that's part of the reason why I'm happy today. But I'll get, I'll get to the rest in a minute. But he, he said to me, he said, it's a beautiful thing to see these people happy and to see them excelling in life. And he named off a few people. You know, he said his, a friend of his, you know, his homeboy who was on the basketball team with him, never got a lot of playing time. And he said, but this guy wasn't on the team for that. You know, he was the guy that worked hard at everything he did. You know, he, he excelled in the classroom. You knew he was going to be something. And today he's something special. You know, he showed me a couple of pictures, you know, where the guy was. And he, he, he's doing well for himself. And then he said these words, which is very important. He said, these were the people, or this is one of the guys who you knew was going to do well in life because of how he did in high school. He was locked in. Shout out to Algernon Cash for the word locked in. He said, but this guy was locked in. He cared about making good grades. He cared about going to school. He didn't care as much about the fashion and the clothes and the shoes and being super popular and all the things that really doesn't make much sense. I mean, they matter. Because this different strokes for different folks. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that for everyone in this world, you know, being unpopular works. <laughs> That's not reality. You know, some people use being popular to thrive off of, and that makes them happy. And if you're one of those type of people, by all means, go for it. And don't let anyone tell you any different. But, you know, getting back to the topic of the show, he, he used the word happy, and he used the words focused. He said, these people were focused in school, and you can look at them and you can tell, and that's why they're doing well now. He said, these are the people who parents wouldn't accept them making bad grades. And it was an aha moment for me. And that's when I said to him, you know what? <laughs> Those parents of your friends are us today. I said, think about it. We're involved in our children's lives and everything that they do. We care. It's a big deal when they make the A, B on a row. You know, it's a big deal when they make anyone's list. Now, we're not putting credibility in the list, but we're putting credibility in our children going hard at what they do. So what that does, it tells our kids that, hey, if you work hard, you'll make dad happy. You'll make mom happy. And we'll acknowledge you for that. But the truth in all of that is, and this is going to throw y'all for a minute, but it's just the truth. The reality of this and the real truth in it, it doesn't matter how much praise we give our children for what they do well. It doesn't matter. 
Because if you've raised your child to have an entitled attitude or an entitled mentality, they're not going to care who praises them for what they did well. They're going to care that they're not getting what the person who did better than them is getting. So telling them they did well at their level or telling them that they achieved a certain level and that you, oh, I'm, I'm proud of you, Tommy, and uh, uh, Bobby, I'm glad you did this, and little Billy, and you know, blah, 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 you did so well, and good job. That's not even going to matter. Because when you raise an individual or you have a child that you told that they have to receive the same things that that person who went harder than them is getting, they're never going to be satisfied with what they can do in the greatness in their own lives because they haven't achieved with the, with the same things that that person who went a little bit harder has achieved. And you've enabled them. And that's why it's a disease. And that's why I'll go back to the simplicity of it. The truth of the matter is this entitlement mentality that people have and that people carry is a disease. It's a mental disease, and it's something that boils down to individuals not being happy with themselves, not being happy with their choices, and not being happy with their goal hard. I'm not talking about food stamps and AFDC. I'm not talking about government programs. I'm talking about simple, everyday lives and the choices and the decisions that we make as individuals in our lives. And that is where it all begins. So now if you want to carry over into the, the government programs and the, and the physical entitlements that people have, it's easy to do. Because you already have an individual who feels like they should get what someone else got for working harder. So now they're going to start looking for ways to get what that person got without working harder. Because that's just the reality of it. You already told them that they don't have to work hard. You know, they already realized that they already realized that working hard is not going to get me where that person has got. Because remember, it's a disease. Now, the truth of the matter is working hard will get you there. But for a person who's unreasonable and a person who doesn't see clearly, that doesn't resonate. It just doesn't. So there'll always be an excuse. I mean, always. There will always be an excuse or a reason that seems legitimate for why they can't get to that next level where other people exist and that level that they feel like they should be on. And as parents, we're doing our children a disservice by telling them that they deserve or convincing them. It's more than telling by convincing them that they deserve just as much as that person who went hard. Let me tell you something. In life, everybody won't be acknowledged. Everyone won't get the reward. And every child does not deserve a trophy. <laughs> you know, I had this conversation with one of my parents last year in, in football, and I said, I didn't want, uh, you know, we didn't win the title. And I said, I didn't want participation trophies. She said, why not? I said, well, what are the trophies going to say? She looked at me and she, you know, she, I guess she thought about it. And uh, she said, well, Coach Miller, I don't know what they're going to say, but the other team is getting trophies, so I feel like your team should get trophies too. 
And I, I looked at this lady, and I told her, I see, well, I've made my decision on it, and my kids didn't win anything. They played hard. They won some games. They got praised for that, and they got a mark in the win column. <laughs> they had a good record for the winning that they did. But when it comes to the achievement, we did not achieve what we set out to achieve in that particular season. So I don't feel like we should um, reward our children with these trophies. And we lost. So as I fast forward today, and I know I got one minute, as I fast forward today, I look at things like that conversation that, that we had, and, and I think about the things that are going on around me, and, and I, I, I look and I talk to people and I analyze, and I even analyze myself. Like I said earlier, I analyze myself and I go, it's amazing how this disease will creep into your mind and it will take over not only your thoughts, but your actions, and it will change your life definitively. And, and I swear, if we're not able to bring ourselves back, if we're not able to take a second, take a deep breath, walk to that mirror and look at myself or look at yourselves. So you guys can tell that I'm, I always check myself. I say, look at myself. But if you, if you're not able to bring yourself to that mirror, because first of all, you got to be able to bring yourself to that mirror. And if you don't see that there's an issue, you'll never know that there's an issue, right? If you're not living in reality. You'll never realize that there is an issue with yourself. But I challenge everybody out there before we go, I know 30 seconds to go, bring yourself to that mirror and tell, talk to yourself and be able to recognize that you're unhappy if you're unhappy. It's not about what that other person has. It's not about what that other person has achieved. This issue that you might have is with you and your ability to go harder and your ability to achieve more and your ability to focus. If you real with yourself, if you keep it 100 with yourself and you look in the mirror and you actually start to change your life for the better, you'll be a lot, you'll be a lot better off going forward and you won't be stealing that same garbage to your children. All right? That's my time. Thanks, everybody on the West Coast, man, for the first 40 minutes. Thanks to everybody on the East Coast for giving me 35 minutes. I know I'm over my time. Shout out to everybody out there for rocking with the KIRP radio show, baby. You are B-I-G in my book. I appreciate the love that you guys show, and we'll see you guys next week with Last Sundays from Rocco P, baby. As we continue on, remember, God is love. Love is God. You are B-I-G in my book, and I appreciate the love that you guys show. We are out of here. One love.